It's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. All the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Episode 294, Two Blokes Talking Tech. Travel on with you from EFTM.com.au. Joining me in the Tech Guide studio, uh, Stephen Fennick from TechGuide.com.au. G'day, mate. Good morning, Trevor. <laughs> trying to make the point that we're recording in the morning? Yes. Oh, well, it is the morning. We, we didn't record late last week while well, I was still in New York and you were in Melbourne. Yeah, the, the travel schedules of the two blokes got in the way. And we would have recorded an hour earlier, but the Masters, Masters just ended, yeah, so we, we were watching watch the end. Sergio Garcia, congratulations. First major. It's, uh, I'm blown away by that. Surprising, yeah, me too. Like yeah. He, he's so old, I remember like yeah. him being uh, you know, great. Like He was yeah. around in the Tiger Woods era, which is probably why he never won a major. Probably. Like he he was always beaten by Tiger, right? Yeah. But here he is, won his first ever major. I think that's awesome. Incredible. Anyway, um, that's the breaking news for the day, which is not really breaking once you get into a podcast. Let's be honest. Uh, anyway, episode two ninety four. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Uh, all thanks to the good people at Netgear. Uh, Netgear dot com dot au. So this is good news from the government. Uh, obviously, it's costing more money, but the government has given the ACCC a bunch of money to initiate a broadband testing, speed testing regime. Now, the theory is here, and I relate it back to TV ratings, you know, to to determine the TV ratings, there's a box in about 2,500 Sydney homes, same in Melbourne, et cetera, which actually listens to to what's coming out of the TV and determines what you're watching so that they can attribute that to a a TV network for ratings. What they're doing with these little boxes, 4,000 of them across the country, is they're going to monitor the line speed of your internet. So to be clear, not the Wi-Fi speed, because that's one of the things that could be going wrong with your with your internet, but the line speed. So the problem here is heaps of people complaining about the MBN and its speeds, mm. right? People signing up for 12 meg, signing up for 25, signing up for 50, signing up to 100, reckon they're not getting those speeds. Mm. The NBN, frankly, in probably 80% of the cases, isn't to blame. Yeah. It's actually the telcos, because the telcos have to not only provide you with the NBN connection, but they have to buy backhaul they have to buy capacity on the on the internet on the network that means they can actually have you know 10,000 people in one street connected or whatever it might be and so the ACCC is going to monitor that so that they can report on it what about this they're going to report like the Netflix speed ratings but genuinely from the home Telstra Optus TPG all those guys um, and their speeds I reckon this is a great thing so the idea is to give the NBN a bit more transparency and to ensure that people are getting the speeds they're paying for. And to ensure that you can choose. As a consumer, you can go, well, you know what, Telstra is actually not as fast as the, yeah. as everyone else. Like Optus is faster than Telstra right. or whatever it might be. So for consumers to make a, a more informed choice about their ISP when they're getting into the NBN. So this will be given – so there'll be ratings on different areas. But won't that change to save more people – Sign up to the NBN in a particular area. Yeah. Won't they? These is this a rating system that's just going to continually every month? Roll it'll, on. They're going to report on it every month. And it, you're right. The challenge here is in one part of Sydney, mm. ISP one might be amazing, but in the other part it might be crap. Mm. So it'd be very interesting to see how they determine that, right? Because it can the NBN speeds can vary by region. Absolutely. Well, the we were sold on the NBN when it was first when we first. Well, the, the 2007 election is kind of was the NBN election, we could say, was yeah. when they decided 
you know, I think, who was it, Windsor, said he'd build it once, build it with fibre. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he wasn't talking about his breakfast cereal either, the fibre he was talking about there. The, the idea people were sold on the NBN, the promise we were given was that it's going to be fast. Yeah. It's really fast and that if you get, if you ask, it, they, were, they were talking speeds 100 megabits per second and now they, we've got the choice now of thinking, well, what are the plans, like 12, 25, 12, 25 50, and 50, 100. 100. And there's different price points at all of those things. Yeah. Now, I'll give you my situation at the moment. I've got Optus Broadband, yeah. and on a good day, most days, I get probably 60, 70 megabits per second down. My upload speeds are crap. One, but one and a half. Yeah, something like that, really bad. But there are some days, my download speeds, I can, I can crack 100, mm. and the price of my service doesn't change. So I'm thinking in when, I think it's 2019 when I get the NBN here, if I'm not getting minimum 100, if, if I'm like still getting 100 megabits yeah. per second uh, for the same price that I'm paying now, then that's disappointing. Well, that's spot on. And I'm, I'm like, you've got cable. I've got 100 down and, you know, one or two up. And I'm due to get the NBN any month now. April to June was my time frame, what right? What sort of NBN are you HFC get? via the cable, right? Okay. See, you're probably not going to so get I'm, that I'm, because I'm you're – I've got HFC here too. Yes, but you've got this HFC. Yeah, which will be – so that'll be fibre to the curb. Won't it? Or, and no, then no. It'll... So the HFC, the, the if in my case, they're going to use the exact same cable, yeah. exact same cable to my home, just yeah. a new modem. Yeah. It's the only thing that changes. In your case, because they've abandoned the Optus cable, yeah. they're going to run fibre to, to the street somewhere, right. distribution so it'll, point. It'll, it'll go to there, then the last, it'll be the same cable bringing it into the house. No, no, no. You're going to get a whole – if you're not using the HFC, yeah. that cable's gone. They just rip it down. They're going to put new nodes under your driveway, basically, and then yeah. the, then uh, then use the copper into the home. Now, the challenge is there's a couple of things here. A lot of people complain about the speed of the MBN, and when you ask them, if you get callers on the radio, mate, and they say oh, it's not very fast, what plan did you sign up for? Oh, I don't know. Twelve. Twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. millions of people, not billions, but lots of people are being like sent a letter from, let's just say Telstra, because they're the big yeah, guy, yeah. saying, oh, your MBN's available, we'll switch you over. And they just put them on the low plan because they don't want to tell them it costs more. Yeah. People don't want to pay more for more speed. They just want more speed. Mm. And here's the bigger challenge with this ACCC thing. Even though I love it and I think it's great, the small ISPs made a very good point. There's about 100 RSPs, people that sell the mm. NBN services, right? If you call them 40 of them, you know, major, there are there are ACCC is only going to monitor like five telcos. What about yeah, the other 30? The other little ones. Who right. might be providing excellent speeds and are not going to be measured because in this, in this ratings customers. index because they don't have as many customers. Mm. And so people aren't going to consider them because they're not right. It's a very, very interesting disadvantage they create. It's going to, but it's going to, while the ACCC, this move is fantastic, I think it could, create, it could create some more confusion though because, like you said, if the, the little fellas are doing well, they're all only monitoring Telstra, Optus, all the majors who have got more customers. So does more customers mean it adds up to maybe slower speeds overall? I don't know. I think the challenge here is that they they kind of have to respond to the smaller ISP's concerns about this, but the public needs this because the public is unaware today. The public blames the NBN, and I get that. If the NBN stuffed up, and I've had cases where the NBN was just slow and the NBN acted and fixed their their stuff, right? But I've had plenty of cases where you just chose the wrong ISP. You just, like, don't sign a contract. That's my best advice yeah. to people right now. Do not sign a contract for the MBN because you don't know what you're getting. Sign up for a couple of months and try them out and then try someone else and see if there's a difference because guarantee you there'll be a difference. Because, like, so in my situation, I might not 
Optus plan might not suit me. It might be better to go with Telstra or oh, with someone else. Yeah. So the, the, that that's the option there as well. And based on the ratings that I might read that say, well, Telstra customers are getting the speeds they've been promised, yeah. high ratings. So that would then affect my decision on which ISP I might choose in the long run. And that's the point, right? People need to choose based on information. And the only information that's being given now is Bugger all! Like there's, it's just it's just a speed plan. It just says we can tell you 100, but they might not be providing 100. Yeah. That's the challenge for people. You looking up my address to see what I'm going. I was just trying to see what your um, what your delivery mechanism would be. I'll just randomly pick a, a home in your street. Um, and have you checked recently? Uh, I, oh, a couple of months ago. Yeah. So you're they're, they're abandoning your HFC and they're going to put fibre to, to the curb. curb. Yeah. yeah. That's what you. That's what I said before. Yeah. Fiber, so the fibre to the curb means that HFC cable will go. Down. Gone. But the cable connecting the the pole to my house nope. will not be used? Nope. They're so, going to use the copper line coming in the phone line. Really? Yeah. Won't that slow it down? Mate, have you, this, you're welcome to the NBN debate. Yeah. Like it's, no, it's, because it's, it's 10, 20 metres of, of, uh, of copper. It won't slow yeah, it down at all. It's the, last, it's the last bit, though. It's the last fair bit to the house. It, it'll be fine, mate. I'm confident you're about to get 100 slash 40. Oh, I hope so. Well, we'll find I out. Be, I will be going big or go, or go big or go home. We'll find out in January to June 2018. Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> oh, well, I thought it was 2019. So that's actually that's, – that's in a year. Good news. Oh, good. They've actually – I promise that's you that was updated. 2019. That was, that's been updated. Oh. They must have heard our podcasts and my complaints yeah. and my complaints on my other podcast. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, <laughs> well, thanks for listening, Bill Morrow. Um, and th- thanks good for putting you, my Bill. house in next month. <laughs> uh, good for you. Well, you know, I've always said, mate, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Squeak, so squeak, squeak. You complain <laughs> enough. If you complain loud enough and long enough, they look after you. I love oil. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Right, uh, well, we know we're big uh, Netflix users and we'll discuss Designated Survivor. Yeah, that's a good show. Uh, it's, um, you know what? Yeah. It's gone for me. Yeah, because the disaster's moved on now yeah. and they've moved on to this. He's trying to become West Wing now. He's well, trying to just become a politics show now. You're up to, We're up to, up to the most recent 13. One. I'm up to 13. I've yeah, watched we'll wait 12. for 14, mate. You realise you realize just try, they're just trying to be West here. Wing. Yeah. They're just trying to be West Wing with a, with a, with a subplot, a story arc about the terrorists. I preferred it to be more like 24 where they're sort of Thank the you. chase was on. But anyway, we, uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. We're talking about Netflix and this new rating system that up until now we had the, the star rating system, which meant that – Anyone could contribute a star rating to a program and that they're all aggregated and then the average is put up uh, on what you see. So say, for example, House of Cards, which would probably have like a 4.7 star out of five rating. Mm. You'd look at that and you think, wow, this must be an impressive show. I'm going to watch it. The star rating system takes into account everybody's tastes and you, if their taste matches up to you, then that's good. Like House of Cards, I love it. My wife would probably think, nah, not for me. So two stars. If, if she, she might give it one star, two stars. So with that in mind, it, it, the star rating system, while it gives a great average on everyone's, everyone's taste, it not necessarily won't necessarily always match up to your own taste. So with that in mind, Netflix has very cleverly changed the system to a thumbs-up, thumbs-down rating system, which allows your own taste to be the judge. So if, if you're a fan of Designated Survivor or House of Cards or whatever, then the, they've got an algorithm that then works out the percentage match of other similar programs to what you've already 
given a thumbs yeah. up or thumbs down to. And so when you look at a program, it basically oh, – my Netflix isn't signed in. Great. Um, when you look at a program, it says now – in red it has like 83%, which means there's an 83% chance you'll like this based on everything else you've watched and thumbs up and thumbs yes. down because it knows what you've watched, remember. It knows yes. you've watched everything Kevin Spacey's ever made. So if yeah. you've got Kevin Spacey in it, it's just going to say 100%. So exactly. it uses all the information and it gives you a percentage assessment of a program. Now, here's my challenge. I've never given a show a star rating. I don't think I remember seeing it come up. Mm. And even now having watched a couple of shows, mainly on a big screen, you know, like smart TV, yeah. I've not been prompted to do the, the thumbs up and thumbs down. So yeah. I think they need to, you know, when I'll it comes up and says, you know, next episode about to play, it should come up over that and say thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah. Quick, you know, do it now. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, but I, I, I'm looking, uh, now that I see all these star percentage ratings, I'm thinking that anything above 95%, I think, wow, that's, that's, that's made for me. Mm. Like I've seen a few like 93%, 87%, a few 98%, thinking, wow, if I haven't watched it already, I think, well, that's got to be next on the list. Mm. So it does really help because there's so many shows on Netflix and so many shows were recommended, so many things people are talking about, but picking the next show you're going to dedicate your time to, massive challenge. And I think that this percentage system is going to – oh, there's a couple of shows that I've got on the list. I think there's um, – the Last Kingdom is one that's been recommended to me. Orange is the New Black, which I've already seen, so the next season's coming out about that. House of Cards, season five, I think, is about to start. So this is going to help you find the next show to binge. Yeah, and the idea here is, folks, um, open up Netflix and look for that percentage. Yeah. And I think you're right. Find find your find your sweet spot. If it's 95 for you, yeah, then – Well, uh, that that to me, I, like if, if it's if it's 95 and above, I'll I'll put it on the on the. You know what I want you to do? I want you to find something that's under 10 percent and see how long <laughs> you last. Yeah, I think. Uh, although, although you may there, there may be like I've got quite various tastes, like varying tastes. Like I like sci-fi, I like political dramas, I like comedy. So I'm all over the place. Mm. So I'm going to really test this system out. I don't know if it's just me because I think it is, but the way Netflix presents to me is just a stand-up comedy. Yeah, because right. all I watch is stand-up comedy. So when I turn it on, all I see is stand-up comedy. We've added this. We've added that. When I turned it on to last night, yeah, no, not before last, it just came up saying Louis CK twenty seventeen. And I went, yeah. oh, giddy up, I'm in. You know, <laughs> I didn't even bother scroll. It showed me that too, but that's a massive release for Netflix anyway. Yeah. It would have showed that to but everybody. I get my first row of you know, thing is just all comedy. Yeah, it's right. just because that's yeah, are all you a I fan watch. Of Amy Schumer. Yeah, I watched it on the and plane. On I the way love back Amy Schumer. She's yeah. funny. She's very funny. Uh, her leather special, leather special was not bad. Live at the Apollo was quite a funny one as well. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Give that um, if 24 Legacy was on Netflix, I'd watch it there. No, we have well, to watch it on, on 10 it's Play. On, it's on 10, Channel 10, but it's also, is it coming? It's on iTunes. You can get it the day after on iTunes as well. It's free on 10 Play. I understand. And let me tell you this as a side note, 10 Play is 50 times better than it was a year and a half ago. Yeah, they've really improved On it. Fox, yeah. on, on Fetch, which we watch it on, um, there's not as many ads. It's much more reliable. Mm. It's just a good stream. Yeah. So we've been watching 24 Legacy on Template. What other Netflix shows are you into, mate? Apart from your comedy. Your Designated comedy. Survivor and a bit of stand-up comedy. I don't really yeah. watch it, mate, honestly. I'm on stand watching yeah, Billions. I'm watching, I'm watching um, what's it called, River, Riverdale, the, the, the show based on um, – Archie, Veronica, you know, they're old comics. It's a very, it's a darker version of those comics. Yeah, um, that's pretty cool. I'm also watching the OA, which is about this woman who's, she'd been kidnapped for years and has returned home, but she's blind. She, she, she was, used to be blind. It's a bit, bit on the sci-fi side. Great. I've only watched the first five episodes. Pretty good. The Crown is a great show as well. Mm. See how my tastes vary? I've gone from sci-fi to comedy to The Crown, which is all about Queen Elizabeth. 
He's a bit strange. <laughs> that was that's really cool. The Crown is uh, at, and I think at this time is was the most expensive TV series ever made. The Crown. So worth a look. It looks terrific. Yeah, I think Amanda started watching it. I wasn't into it. I'll just go back to Seinfeld in the West Wing. <laughs> Two blokes talking tech. Now, Stephen, Apple's in some hot water, very hot water, hot water. with the ACCC, who we mentioned earlier. The ACCC had a big week. Um, the ACCC has taken Apple to the federal court over its treatment of, shall we just broadly say, customers' warranties. Now, yeah. as you and I both know, um, you've got a warranty when you buy something, but you've also covered by Australian consumer law, which means essentially if your product still is broken in a year or three, um, even if the, the manufacturer's warranty has run out, they're still required uh, under Australian consumer law to give you the correct service, assuming you haven't done anything brutally yeah. to the so device. Reasonable use, reasonable yeah. use. Of so it. smash screen, good luck, it's broken, that's your problem. But if yeah. the battery is is draining on your phone you know, phenomenally yeah. um, and it's a faulty battery, they should replace it, even if it's three years old or four years old, yeah. frankly. Now, the ACCC have um, come across some complaints from people. There was something called Error 53 coming up on a lot of people's devices. Mm-hmm. And some of those people were getting that error because they had a third-party screen. And so somehow the software was detecting allegedly that the error 53 was coming up because of the mm-hmm. um, invalid or third-party screen. The ACCC investigated and basically found that Apple's practices were such that if someone had used an unauthorised repairer, they wouldn't really, um, uh, what do you say, uh, void. void, void. The it would void the, even the, any, any warranty claim. So, so are we talking... Are we talking a competitor screen or a competitor re- competing repairer? Competing repairer. A little both. mobile phone doctor. But, but Okay, so a little mobile phone doctor would still use the Apple part or not? No, they don't. I mean, mate, even if they do, it's a third-party repair. That's what we're talking about here, a third-party yeah. repair. But the part itself would still be an Apple screen or is it some other company makes think? a screen? I don't know if Apple sells third-party parts well, to man- other people. I don't well, think so. Uh, well, they'd, they'd, they'd have to – like the, the parts that make an iPhone mm. – the spare parts would be those same parts that they've got in reserve. Regardless, it's a third-party repairer. So if you didn't get your screen replaced at the Apple store, they're not helping you. So in my example, and this is true, this happened to me two years ago, a year ago, Amanda's iPhone 5, battery was draining. I'm sure there was a recall or something, so I took it into Mm. the Apple store. They plugged it in. They go, sorry, it's it's got a third-party repair or third-party screen or whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it. And I went, oh, well, I thought we got it done here. And they go, no, no, it got done somewhere else. And I went, well... Probably because it costs hundred bucks instead of two hundred. Yeah, and they've gone. We can't. We can't. We can't look at the battery now. Oh, oh. No, fair, fair income. Yeah, right. And the, so here's my challenge. I am a hundred percent on the fence here, right, with this ACCC thing because yeah. I think it's an outrage that I got my screen repaired over there and they won't look at my battery, even though the battery may be faulty. Mm. But in Apple's defence, look how small these bloody things are. How do you know that the bloke at the little store down the road didn't accidentally tap a little, you know, a bit of solder across or who knows? Like, well, how do you know that something wasn't done? I think so. Yeah. The challenge here is how does Apple defend this? And I think they do defend it by saying these are such intricate devices that any third party repair can't guarantee that the rest of the device is still intact. Now, the example I'll give or, or the analogy is the car. You, you, get, you buy a car at a Holden dealership. You are not required to get a service at a Holden dealership yeah, to, exactly. to keep the warranty alive, exactly, right? Yeah. So if you get an oil filter change at your local mechanic and you take it then to, for your major service and they say, oh, sorry, it's out of warranty, bad luck, um, that they, that's, that's in breach of the ACCC and the Australian Consumer Law, right? But what about this, Stephen? What if your car 
doesn't feel good and you take it to your local repair and he changes the the piston ring inside the engine. So he opens up the engine, he changes just the piston ring and then later on you've got some massive issue with the piston or the crank and you're like, what happened there? And and Holden dealer says, well, hang on a minute, you changed the piston ring, you stuffed it up basically. Mm-hmm. Now, i got to say, in Holden's defence at that point, you've you got to say, mate, well, you got the piston ring changed somewhere else? So I just feel like there, there might be a limit to how much we can get done yeah, externally. I think well, Apple is pretty much, obviously they're very, uh, they're dedicated to making sure their devices work properly, giving the yeah. best customer experience, which would lead me to believe that, of course, they don't want you to get it fixed elsewhere. They want to fix their own devices. Cool. So A, on that, on that hand, Apple want to have the best experience. But then on the other hand, you could you could take the cynical view and say, well, Apple want to lock you into their system, Correct. lock you into everything else. You've got to do it with Apple, they, their way or the highway sort of set up. But in this day and age where everyone's got a phone, if you smash your phone and think, oh, damn it, I haven't got time to go to the Apple store. I'll, I'm at Westfields. I'm going to get it fixed right now. That's convenience. You want your device to continue to work. So... It, it you know you're trying to make if you had to, if if you had to try to make an appointment at an Apple store at the Genius Bar to fix your screen you'd be waiting a week to get it done so I can see both sides and and look the A Triple C I think obviously they're not Apple they're not on Apple side they're on the customer side yeah. and they want to give the customer the best option which in some cases the best option would be to get it repaired at a super at a at a kiosk yeah. instead. The A Triple C is trying to protect Australian consumer law, which which covers us, which stops us getting ripped off. So I think it's going to be very interesting to follow. I don't know whether this stuff gets settled out of court or whether this stuff, mm. you know, goes to mediation or what happens. And how or whether it's going to be countries? played out. How would it work no, in the US? No, well, that's the thing. In the US, they don't have, they don't like, have the same a, a similar thing as Australian us. Consumer Law. Yeah, right. They've got a 12-month warranty, and after the 12 months, you're stuffed. Yeah, right. We are very so we lucky get, we, We're well protected here, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, Apple also in 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 a bit of uh, with the tax, you know the uh, the tax siphoning, you know how they they, they send all their tax offshore. So the, I think the government has got Apple in their sights as well as Google, Microsoft, all these big other companies as well. So not the best week for Apple in terms of yeah. uh, these governing bodies. God love the government. This is what Apple. Their, their government <laughs> relations team are working over hard over time this week. On two blokes talking tech, uh, Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. You can uh, chat with us on Twitter at Trevor Long at Stephen Fennick. Ziggy Zaggy the hashtag. Well, we live in a world where our connected devices have become an indispensable tool in our lives. Introducing the new Netgear Nighthawk X10 smart Wi-Fi router. Built using the latest in Wi-Fi technology, the X10 allows users to get faster Wi-Fi speeds on multiple devices simultaneously and is perfect for 4K streaming, VR and super fast data transfers. The X10 features the latest 11AC and 11AD network technology, allowing users to wirelessly transfer data at 4.6 gigabit a second. This means your 4K video will take seconds, not minutes, to transfer. The Nighthawk X10 smart Wi-Fi router is also built to meet the needs of today's connected home. For From connected deadbolts to smart lights, Arlo Wi-Fi cameras, the four powered active antennas reduce interference and intelligently direct Wi-Fi across large distances. The Nighthawk X10 is also the first router with the Plex media server built in. Plex organises all of your video, music and photo collections and gives you instant access to your content using an always-on router. 
wirelessly stream 4K video to any device jitter-free for the ultimate family movie night. The Netgear Nighthawk X10 Smart Router contains a quad-core processor for unparalleled speed and power to keep up with your fast-paced lifestyle. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Netgear's Nighthawk X10, the world's fastest Wi-Fi router. Now, there was a study done uh, this week, Stephen, and you've got to love a good study, as we know, uh, but this one was released by AMP Capital, and they're the people that own a bunch of shopping centres like Macquarie and other places. But essentially what they were looking into was um, the retail versus online shopping experience. And they, they call the shoppers we're referring to here the future generation, this being like Gen Z, which I think is like, you know, mm. 20-year-olds, I guess. Like super young. No, no, even no, no. I think even even younger. younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So millennials are sort of in their 20s. They're sort of late teens, 20s now or in their 20s. I think they might be early 20s getting in now. Yeah, yeah, right. Anyway, so they're talking about kids today. And and broadly. Kids like your kids are. Slightly older than my kids though. Kids that are actually currently in shops. Young teens. um, Looking at whether or not they prefer online shopping. And what they've found is that not that they hate online shopping, but they love Retail shopping as much, if not more, than online shopping because mm. of the shared experience. So they go with their friends. Yeah. Um, they like the, you know, obviously they like the touch and feel. And I think it's interesting that a, a survey talking to the younger generation actually showed bricks and mortar coming out on yeah. top, which is pretty rare. That's unusual because like, we, we can also call them the internet generation too because oh. they've had the internet their whole life and they've, they've known online retail, of course, they've, they've know about it. And the fact that these people, these young people, want to go out and do to the bricks and mortar stores kind of turns that paradigm on its head. Like I know, I know people, I know my kids, like my, my daughter, she's like in her early 20s now. She never goes, she does all her shopping online. She wouldn't go to a, a, a Westfield super, a Westfield shopping centre. Really? All online shopping. I, I get packages here, clothes, shoes, all she buys, all online. So you very see, rarely see I, her doing that. I wondered whether there was something to this, and, and let's remind you here that the survey was done by a company that owns shopping centres. But- <laughs> Um, I wonder whether there was something here about the novelty of retail shopping. Because yeah. for us, internet shopping is a novelty more than anything because we've grown up with stores, yes, of course. right? So for the younger generation, actually going in and going, oh, this is quite a soft fabric yeah. um, or these fit, <laughs> these fit better than those is, is potentially a novelty. I think you, you touched on it earlier. I think it's, it's more a social experience too. They meet their friends. They yeah. shop together. They make purchases together. They go, oh, do, you, this, do you like this? Should I buy this? What do you reckon? This is why shopping centres are changing. This is why there's more cafes and all that yeah. kind of stuff happening at shopping centres. Of course, you can't get a coffee online, can you? Well, you probably could. There's probably some stupid startup with a coffee yeah. service. But, no, the but here's, yeah, exactly. here's the thing. Um, that they also found, and this is critical, that the app experience, the online experience, complements and, and, and helps the retail experience. Yeah. So basically, stores that have things like wish lists and, and yes. things on their, on their website. aware of specials and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Like when you're walking sales. past a store, does it beep your phone so that it tells you yeah. there's, a, there's a discount for you? Mm-hmm. Those kind of things are incentivizing the younger generation. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see how, how our retail evolves. And here's the thing. Think about it this way, right? Jerry Harvey's not struggling. He's not struggling. He's still doing okay. okay yeah. Kogan's been around for 10 years. Yeah. I mean... You know, as much as Kogan's done amazing things and he's selling millions of dollars worth of stuff, yeah. it's not like traditional retail is dying. There's just this no, complementary situation going well, on. I think, though, this study highlights something that retailers need to do. They need to reinvent themselves. They, they need to provide that service, that experience that you can't get online. Yeah. And, that, and that, that social experience we mentioned, the whole, you know, it's good old customer service. Like, you know, that, that's what you don't get. If you go shopping online... 
You're not going to get someone saying, oh, can I help you? Would you like this? How about you try this? The customer service is the retail, the bricks and mortar retail's biggest weapon. Yeah. And it really, it, it just, I'm, I'm just bamboozled by how some big stores, like you go into Maya, you go into these big Awful. stores, there's no one there. There's no one to help you. And that's that's why you're there in the first place to get to get use their expertise for them to help you to make the purchase that's right for you. There's no one there, and most people are a sucker for a good sales rep who will sell them something without hey, doing a comparison that's shop. That's the whole idea. I think that that's where retailers, bricks and mortar retailers, are falling down. Fair enough, your small boutique stores. They've got great staff, and of course, oh, that looks great on you. What do you have? You maybe you have you get buy a pair of shoes to go with it. They're going to upsell you. That that's great. But these bigger retailers, like the, the big chains, I think they can take a lesson out of that because down the track, I think they're going to they're going to feel the squeeze as more people go online. They'll they'll find it easier and probably cheaper to shop online. Yeah. So I think the retail experience has to reinvent itself. That social experience, the whole the whole uh, atmosphere. You know, when you go to a shopping center, there's a, a nice atmosphere. You go to coffee and, and and you that that in your in your brain creates a really good spending environment. You want to spend your money. Well, what what can we find here? And and if the shopping center, like you said, if they're suggesting there's apps that suggest sales and all these things that are going on, that's just going to make that even better. So uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, interested to hear your views on uh, Twitter. The hashtag Ziggy Zaggy. Check uh, chat to us there. Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. That was a quick quick segue. <laughs> Well, we're uh, we've got a product to talk about from our good friends, our great sponsors at Netgear. They've just uh, they've just released the Arlo Pro, which, as I understand, is in stores this week. Mm-hmm. So the Arlo, well, the original Arlo was was quite a breakthrough camera. You'd have to agree with that. It was it was a oh, wire free camera. We're not talking. It connects your Wi-Fi network. It's wire free. It's got batteries on board, so it doesn't need, even need a power cord. So that was quite a breakthrough, and and that that breakthrough has been brought forward even further with the Arlo Pro. And the Arlo Pro, the biggest difference to the Arlo Pro, apart, apart from a slight design change, got a better better quality video, better motion detection. Uh, the other the other difference is the fact that it's got rechargeable batteries on board, oh. which will save some money because the old lithium one two three batteries are about ten bucks a head. Yeah, I, I ended up buying. I'm going to say about 70 in like a box. 70? 70. Four, four boxes <laughs> of eight. It was a lot. Yeah. Like little, like online I bought like yeah, heaps yeah. of these things because I'm, you know, going through them every You're three or four months, right? right? And, in fact, last night I pulled down the Arlo Pros for the first time since we've got them, which was two or three months ago. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I've been smashing the Arlo Pros. I've been having them on high sensitivity and, yeah. and all the things you do to drain the battery um, And they because I wanted to see how long they take to charge. They take a good three or four hours to charge. Um, but – Amazing to just pull them, you know, take them down for half a day, yeah. charge Connect your cameras, the in the back. put them or back in. Or you can, you can also, they are also selling a rechargeable battery station. So you can have one battery always on charge and then you swap them out when you need to just yeah. say pop it into the back of it, or you can just pull the camera down and connect a cord on the back. Um, I'm finding that the uh, another feature I like is the two way audio now. That so they're similar to the Arlo Q, the 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 uh, the powered camera. This now got two way audio, so you can hear through the camera and also talk through the camera. Yeah. I found the audio level was not as high as I thought it would be, but loud enough to to get my dog's attention. I uh, was talking to the, they're looking up at the camera, wondering where the noise is coming from. 
from. So they can definitely hear it, although dogs have naturally got very good hearing, I very understand. Good. So uh, that was quite good. The uh, the motion detection, how have you found that? Is you, is it is it up to scratch of the previous it's one? It's 100% better than yeah. it was before. I still get a little bit where um, – so, Mike, I've got two cameras out the front, and if someone's walking to my house – they're, they're, they're a third of the way into the shot before I start to see them, uh-huh. before before the video rolls. Yeah. Um, mine, I've been running on the old base station because yeah. there's there's a new base station we'll yeah. talk about in a second. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I was also getting a bit of jitter ah, on the camera too. So yeah. I've switched Swap to the, the new base station, base station yeah. which has got a siren on it. So oh, you can yeah. now set your and cameras on alert to have like a siren and, and yeah. you can also set it off yourself yeah, on, the, on, yeah, yeah. on the phone. So if you see some dude at your front door that you're not at, you can just set the alarm off Ooh. and then, wow, it's loud too. You it's, uh, so I could be here yeah. at your place going, oh, hang on a minute. Oh, could you imagine? Oh, imagine what the kids would do. And so there's a button here now for me to just turn on the alarm. Now I can turn it off remotely as well. But I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, I've, the picture quality is excellent. Yeah, I nice. haven't had a need really for the audio, but it's nice to be able to hear what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't had a need to talk back. But um, picture quality is excellent. The um, um, the batteries last really, really well. And remember too, there's another feature of the base station. You can now plug a hard drive into it. Yes. So you can store so you can the cloud, store the stuff locally. Thing. So remember, yeah. on the free plan, you get like seven days of storage, which is great. You get all your storage there. Good. But you don't want to upgrade, then fine. You just pay. Sorry, you just plug in a USB stick or a hard drive into the base station now, and you can get all your recordings saved until the hard drive runs out. Essentially, so that's what I've done as well as upgrading to to cloud, so that I can have yeah. more cameras and I can have the continuous video on, on the queue. So these things are, uh, if you had to look at them and go, look, this is. It feels like they've taken every bit of possible good customer feedback and improved it, Absolutely, right? So yeah. it wouldn't wouldn't it be great if the batteries weren't so expensive? Okay, we'll make it rechargeable. Wouldn't it be great if I could talk back to people there? Done. Um, yeah. You know, wouldn't it be great if I could store the stuff locally? Done. Siren. What if I had a siren? Done. Yeah. And here's the thing. Siren, yeah. If you've got Arlo's, because we've been talking about it for two years and you bought them, don't worry. These the, Your existing ones still work. They're yeah, great. Right. And you can just add. You can add Q. So you can have five five cameras on the free plan, right? Mm-hmm. So if you've only got two uh, current Arlo's, just go and buy a single cam yeah. Arlo Pro. And I understand, too, they're going to release rechargeable lithium one, two, three batteries as well. Is that Correct. right? So yeah, you can have them on rather have it to buy them brand new ones and throw yeah. the old ones out. They're going to have rechargeable. So you've got your old Arlo's will still run with the rechargeable. So yeah. that's positive news there as well. Yeah, no, I think they're, they're doing great things here. And I think that the Pro is a really good example of like the ultimate in uh, in in home security. Although, what about Jackson last night? We're sitting there watching the Formula One and I was mucking around with the cameras. I watched getting that too. I watched the whole race. What about the end? The last yeah. couple of laps, Daniel was really – Daniel was trying to prove he himself. Trying to get his he was trying to get No, yeah. he was just trying – no, he wasn't. I don't think he was ever going to pass him. He was just trying to prove that he could keep up. Yeah. And that's all that matters in this game. Max Verstappen. But it's his first podium finish, eh? No. First he's won races, mate. Has he really? He won a race, yeah. Something yeah. like eight, 19. Oh, yeah, he's like a kid. Genius. Um, he won in Barcelona last year. Anyway, um, Jackson turns to me, he goes, Dad, um, the Arlo's aren't 100% wire-free. I've gone, oh, what? <laughs> he's gone, well, you still need a cable to charge them. I've gone, oh, yeah, geez, buddy. I think we'll let them off for that. Well, technically you don't because if you have a charge recharging station, yes, you could. You, you can could just you take one out and pop it in. That's it. So, All right, Jackson, you know, take that. Did you put him in his place, mate, after that? Or what? Well, he is now. You sent him to bed? He's now in his place. Send him to bed early. Go to bed. Bed early with no dinner. See, normally he'll listen to the podcast <laughs> be about 7.15 when he hears. That's, that's early, mate. Go to bed. I don't care for 7.30, go to bed. <laughs> Two blokes talking tech. Stephen's full review of the Arlo's are up at yeah, techguide.com. pricing is there too. Pricing's there as well. Um, great cameras from our mates at Netgear.
couple of quick ones, Steve. Um, Rosalind Kogan, I mentioned earlier, has he had a 55-inch curved TV in January, which was, I think, curve. Uh, Five forty nine or six forty nine or something like that it was a good price. Mm-hmm. He's now released a sixty five inch uh, curved four K TV at eleven ninety nine, so twelve hundred dollars on pre order. So it's it will be available at the end of this month. Fourteen hundred after that. What's well, a couple of interesting things here? That's a good price for a sixty five inch curved TV. One thousand one hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah, twelve hundred bucks now. But here's the thing: it's got a Samsung screen in it. Oh, so you look no, at a Samsung panel. Isn't the only people selling curved TVs anymore? Well, there you have it. But I'm just saying that for you buying a Kogan TV, you're actually looking at a Samsung panel on board, mm. which for, I think will give a lot of people a bit of peace of mind because how many people ask you, they ask me, like, what? I, I can't go watch them anywhere. What, are they any good? They need that reassurance because they're, they're all looking for the catch. They're thinking, why are these so cheap? They're so all look, looking for a catch. There's a couple of things about that. It's all well and good to have a Samsung panel, but if it doesn't have Samsung's image processor chip, totally right. it's still not yes. the same TV, right? So the panel is only as good as the content you put into it. Yeah. And if you put 4K content into this thing, you'll be blown away. Unbelievable. Anything lower than that, you won't get the same upscaling. You won't get the same smart TV. It's not the same TV, right? Yeah. But honestly, if, if you've, if you're, mate, if I was a, I don't know, your son moving out of home, yeah. bingo. Like yeah. if you're living on your own, bachelor, because that's yeah. where I think a curved TV is at its best. If yeah. you live alone, sit in front of it, yeah. beautiful. Um, so if you've got no mates, you can watch it. Yeah, well, you wouldn't. TV. You wouldn't have twenty mates around watching the State of Origin on a curved TV. It'd look <laughs> awful. Yeah, it might be look all right. I've got a curved TV upstairs. It looks pretty good no. at all different angles. Not with that many people in front of it. Yeah, that's a well. Anyway, anyway, it's good value. Twelve hundred bucks if you pre-order. Inches, pretty good. Sixty-five inches for pre-order now, though. Um, it'll be fourteen hundred when it comes uh, into shipping it, uh, on the twenty-eighth. So good value from Kogan uh, as always. Well, you know what came out on Blu-ray last week? Oh, 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 John Farnham. No, no, not it. No, uh, no, I've got nothing. I'll give you a clue. Just look around you. <laughs> look around Sony <laughs> Rogue One is now on Blu-ray. And our good stop. mates. Let's just at- stop the podcast. Let's watch it now. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Well, uh, our good mates at Sphero and their new, their, not new, their BB-8 uh, droid. Again, they've added the feature where you can actually BBA can watch the movie with you. So if react you're to talking it. about having no mates, you're watching it with a robot. There you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, BB eight's better than no mates, I suppose. Oh. But here's the thing: BB eight can watch the movie with you, so you can react to all the various things, make noises, and all that kind of gear. So it's a very fun experience. But the other big news is that Sphero they've slashed the price. So the battle worn special edition with the force band. Used to be three hundred and forty nine dollars. <laughs> now slashed to one hundred and ninety nine bucks. That's almost half. Now, if we get this podcast out on Monday night, which I hope I will, <clears throat> the the deal is only available till the twelfth, which is the, tomorrow. No, two days. Uh, so Wednesday this week, you yeah, should yeah. still be able to get it at JB Hi Fi for two hundred bucks. Harvey Norman uh, on Wednesday. Yes. Yeah, so I, I reckon that's a great great reason to buy it. It's. It's uh, three four nine down to one nine nine. That's that's a pretty decent deal. And if you've got the Force Awakens on on disc, and if you've got Rogue One on disc, uh, Sphero has updated the app so that it can give you these new features. That, that's one promise of Sphero is that the the toys will always be relevant, always be updated, so you can watch Force Awakens, which BB Eight is in, and also, as well as Rogue One, which BB Eight's a fan of, uh, while you're watching it together. So uh, yeah, best get onto that because oh, Rogue One's not. Oh right, I'm. Yes, yeah, see, Rogue this is not the is actual not the Star, Star Wars, Wars movie. This is a yeah. G up. It's a it's a standalone story. Yes, Star Wars. Yeah, 
It's still Star Wars. Well, Rogue One, if for those, Star Wars story. For those who are coming in late, Rogue <laughs> One is the movie set. Anyone else feel like he's talking to me? <laughs> Rogue One is the movie just set just before the original Star Wars film from 1977. If you look at the – read the, the yellow crawl at the start, it says – Rebel spies stole the plans to the Death Star. And that's that's the story of Rogue One, how they stole the Death Star plans. And so then it folds right into the end of Rogue One is like 20 minutes before Star so Episode Wars. 1 is now Episode 2, Episode no, 6 no, is now no, Episode no, no. Oh, I'm just so confused. Rogue One comes before Episode 4. It's not confusing at all. Then they went back and made Episode 1, 2, well, 3. Hey, so Episode <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4. Now the original one is now number 5. No, oh, this is original so 4. And the prequels are 1, 2, 3. And then they made seven. I'm just going to stop you right there, yeah, Stephen. Everyone's – mate, people are driving. They're falling asleep. Okay, people listen to our podcast in the car. They're through. falling asleep. Okay. In the, Wake up! In the uh, one other bit of news, though, this week this I understand – about Star Wars as well because people are going to drive off the road. I understand that the trailer for Episode 8 mm. is going to drop this week, Friday our time, Friday or Saturday morning our time. So keep your eyes peeled for that. You know – It'll Hang be on, all just, over Tech Guide. I'm just setting up my uh, alerts <laughs> yeah, on Twitter so I get alerts straight away. Yeah, good on you. Hang on, what do I search for? Nerd Excuse alert. Me. I watch the Formula One, mate. I watch the Formula One, so you might owe me, oh, you might, you might owe me a bit of Star Wars you patronage You just watch one of the well. most popular sports <laughs> in the world. Well done. Congratulations. Well, Star Wars is one of the most popular franchises in the world. Yeah, so, it's still a you crap know. movie. You might owe Star Wars a little bit of patronage after my generosity. Mate, I watched it on a plane one. all of the bloody three plane? episodes. Are you serious? You watched it on a plane on a screen this big you I, watched it on. I've it doesn't do it justice. Seen, that's where I saw The Force Awakens <laughs> hey, too. Mate, you want to watch Star Wars, we'll watch it right I've here. I've never been invited around. I've never been invited around. I was sitting here in front of a 2,000-inch TV screen <laughs> and I've never been asked to watch it. I've, I've well, been shown clips. You're welcome to watch. We'll do, do you want to do a marathon? We'll do episode one to seven. You want to take a day? We'll just watch all day. How many Star hours Wars. would that take? That would be well. They're about roughly two hours each. So that'd be fourteen hours. How much would you talk during that? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to explain stuff to you. I know what, but explain the whole point it. is not to have someone explain it to you. And the how you would watch it too is the order they were made. Hmm. So you wouldn't watch episode one. Oh, I two, find that three. staggeringly weird. You would not do that. You watch in the in the order they were made. I need to so check. I'm just reclining four, the chair five, to see how comfortable it would be to watch. And then we'll be one, two, three, hours? and then seven. So it'll be seven times two hours. So probably maybe two and a half. We'll talk probably a sixteen hour marathon. We'd have to have a paramedic on standby, surely. <laughs> yeah. We'd have to have we'd probably probably started at eight AM and go through till midnight. What we should do. Is we should we should we should go double marathon, double marathon. Yep, I should make you Formula watch one. Formula One qualifying in like Bahrain, yeah. uh, at like one a.m. in the morning, yeah. and then watch Star Wars on the Saturday Sunday yeah. through to Sunday night when the, yeah, Bahrain, the Bahrain Grand Prix is on. Jeez, that'd be 24, 24 hours yeah. of, of viewing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We should do something like that for charity or something. Yeah, you reckon? For chararity, it's a great idea. Oh, mate, I'd watch Star Wars for charity. Absolutely, and I'd watch a Formula One for charity. Okay, good times. Uh, two boys talking to. Uh, Stephen, uh, time for a popular segment to return. Uh, when I say popular, I mean no one's ever tweeted me about it. Um, <laughs> Stephen's Minute Reviews, start kicking off some headphones. Yeah, well, these are the Beats X Bluetooth earphones. Now, the, these As in are, X Bluetooth, they, they, they were Bluetooth once they, before. You know, they, X, they used to be married to Bluetooth. Beats X, new word, pause, <laughs> Bluetooth. Okay. This is what they are, Beats X, let's just call them. And these are... Uh, 
These are different type of earphones than, than what Beats normally produce. They're, they're still Bluetooth, they're still wireless, they're still excellent audio quality, but they're designed for all-day wear. They're, they're, they've got this flex band, this flex form neck band that can sit around your neck and allow you then to put the to put the uh, earphones either in your ear or down by your chest. They connect via, uh, the magnetically connect to each other so they're not waving around. Uh, so the form factor is pretty cool there. But the, uh, the, the thing they've done here is the, in terms of the audio quality, Beats are normally really bass heavy. And I think since, are, yeah. since Apple's acquisition of Beats, what, I reckon the they've solo, said to them, What were the ones the last ones we did over here? Solo 3 solo wires? Solo 3, yeah. But they were the first yeah. ones not to be bass heavy, yeah. weren't they? Well, I think since, since Apple's acquired the company, I reckon they said, listen, turn the bass down a bit so that anyone older than 14 will want to own these Beats yeah. headphones. And that's exactly what they've done. So they're, they're kind of in the same audio realm as like your Bose and your Sonys. So they're, they're not just playing to youth. I think that that's a really clever thing they've done. So they're of, of appeal to a wider age group. So audio-wise, they're terrific. Battery level is brilliant. They've got eight hours of battery because they've got these little modules on the neckband that, are, that I think contain the battery. So traditional Bluetooth speakers have the batteries in the earpieces, so they're small. What they've done is in the neckband incorporated these two big batteries that give you all-day battery, so eight hours of battery life. And the other thing is, too, they've got a great new feature called the fast fuel. So as a lot of people do with their Bluetooth speakers, they've forgotten to charge them. They're about to go on a run or go on the bus or whatever they've got to do. Fast fuel, you add, you connect your lightning uh, cable, five minutes of charging will get you two hours of listening time. So that's a, that's a great new feature as well. The Beats X, $199. They also come with a little uh, handy little case. So you can easily carry them around. But $199.95, they're available in black, white, blue, and grey. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And Stephen, to round it out, a little something from Canon. Well, Canon, uh, we know Canon as being a company that releases the big digital SLRs, you know, quite expensive, pretty complicated. But they do, they've got this power shot range that sits between the compact range, which is kind of now extinct because of all the great smartphones, and between the SLR. So you're not carrying around this massive camera with detachable lenses, but you've still got a decent camera in your pocket that's going to give you a better photo than your phone. And how it does that is with their new Super Zoom. They've got the new PowerShot SX730HS. They call it a travel zoom because it's a small enough camera to take with you anywhere, take on your travels. It's got 20, it's got 40 times optical zoom. So with a combination of lenses, you can zoom in up to 40 times and then you go the digital zoom and you can go up to 80 times zoom. But they've got features to keep it in, they've got this zoom framing assist so that while you're using your telephoto lens, it'll still keep things stable, still keep it in focus. So mm. Canon have done really well with this camera there with the built-in stabilisation. They've got also a flip-out screen. So uh, what they, what a photographer would call, what we'd call a selfie, a photographer calls that a self-portrait. Okay, They've got self-portrait mode where you flip out the screen and uh, you can take an excellent self-portrait. Not a selfie. I think selfies taken on a phone, a self-portrait is taken with a camera. Sure, sure. So there's the distinction there. But uh, they haven't named a price. It's going to go on sale in May. This, this is, is the most annoying thing yeah. about Canon and Nikon is they say prices Retailers at the discretion. retail's discretion. Bullshit. Just tell us what the price yeah, is going to be. It'll be around four, about $450, $499. I that's really good. Yeah. That, that, that's what does the, it have image stabilisation on the video? Yes, it does. That, that's what, that's a, it's also got Bluetooth connectivity too. So if you want to transfer your photos to your phone mm-hmm. to, to, to send them out, it's also got that as well. But I reckon expect to pay 
pay between four fifty five hundred bucks. That's very good. Yeah. All right, check it out, techguide.com.au. Stephen, that's uh, that's a wrap on episode two hundred ninety four. A lovely early start of the week. Apologies yes. for uh, our travel uh, not um, matching last week, but uh, we'll be back again for another episode when another episode drops uh, when it's available. We're getting I'm not making any commitments. Three hundred, aren't we, Trevor? Two nine four next we, week. We can do that for charity too. I've got a great charity, EFTM yeah. Proprietary Limited. <laughs> yeah, techguide.com.au. Yeah. Sharky Media. Sharky Media is my company. <laughs> that's right. Sharky, that's my nickname. Everyone knows that. No one really do does. No, yeah, well, I think my, my company's called Sharky Media. Not because I'm dodgy, but that's because what's my nickname? That's Shonky Media. Right? Yeah, Sharky Media is my company. You know, you're a rabbit. I know this, but my nickname growing up since I was a young kid was Sharky, and everyone, a lot of people don't even call me Steve; they call me Sharky. Yeah, I chose not to go with a nickname for a company yeah. name because my nickname was Druggy. So Druggy. That uh, just not, didn't well, seem appropriate. Why, why was, can you get a, get like, like a thirty second explanation <laughs> yeah. on uh, why that? When is? I moved to uh, the Central Coast in year eleven. So I did year 11 and 12 uh, at Warwick High School. Yeah. Mr. Rex, my uh, engineering science teacher, um, you know, I'm, he's, he's like, who's this bloke? Who's this bloke in the class? And he's gone, who are you? I said, Trevor. He goes, where are you from? I said, Griffith. He goes, oh, good day, uh, druggy. Ah, uh, right, Griffith being the uh, drug capital of – yeah, and all yeah. that sort of gear, eh? Yeah, yeah I'm up with you. <laughs> yeah. All that gear. Anyway, so that was me. Right. Yeah, but you weren't, you weren't actually a It was either druggy or flipper. But you weren't actually a druggy, were you, Trevor? No, I've never, never, never consumed, yeah, any, never same inhaled here. nothing. Same here, mate. Yeah. Two blokes of clean and straight. Two blokes clean and straight. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good times. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for donating. We'll be back again uh, next time here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. See you then. Oh, <laughs> Stephen gave a thumbs up. I also said see you then. Thumbs up was for your benefit. And the see you then, see you then was the, for the audience benefit. <laughs> see, I'm catering, I'm entertaining you as well, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor needs oxygen.